What's up, what's up? On this week's episode of Beyond the Beats, we got fresh tracks from Martin Garrix, Bro Hug, and more. Plus, our homie Steve Aoki, he's heading to space, and I don't mean Space Miami. And we've got new artists to put on your radar. All this on episode 157 of Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions, welcome back. It's so good to be with you for episode 157. And Samir, I want to kick things off on a good note. Yeah. Get some, some groove in our lives, you know, something that's just going to get you kind of dancing, moving back and forth. Some Do it, baby. Great melody, progression, because this is a person I've been just frankly obsessed with, haven't I been for like the last you know, a few months, six months. But for the right reason too, like I am loving Cassia these days and you yes. put me on a Cassia. So I'm so I excited about this remix as well that you're about to play. It's a fantastic remix. So ladies and gentlemen, for my on repeat this week, I have for you Cassian's remix of Bronson's song, Know Me. Take a listen. give it up to Cassian man I, I think if there's anybody uh, in this sort of melodic house melodic techno melodic mm. tech house game right now Cassian is probably at the forefront of just crafting really incredible melodies I just gotta yes. say like the progression on this track is just perfect I love especially on the drop how the melody just changes ever so slightly <laughs> and it changes just enough to really keep you interested like you're not always hearing the same thing and that's why yes. I'm such a big fan of Cassian because you know, his music is impactful, but his melodies really keep a lasting effect on you. So what an amazing, amazing remix, man. Why why are you, uh, why are you presenting this so right happy. now? Why are you presenting this? What's going on? Honestly, genuinely, it is an on-repeat for me because I just... I, it's been a while. This song has been on-repeat, but I go through phases where like I'll come back to it and I just keep listening to it. Like It's just such... Uh, it's a song that just gets here in a good mood, you know? In this time of year, I'm all about being in good moods and good vibes. You're feeling jolly. I want something, yeah, it's a little chilly, so I would need things that make me feel a little warm inside, you know? But something that I could just kind of, uh, I could move to and just, there's just something about the vibe on this which is just addicting to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved, you said it best, honestly, when I texted you this remix, you're like, Cassian is the truth, right? He is. Yeah, he really He's is. the fucking truth. He I'm is so jealous truth. that you saw him in Tampa, dude. Like, I'm oh, really, really man. jealous. I, 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 wa you know, I wasn't guy. even sure. Yeah, isn't it amazing that at that time, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to go. Yeah. And whether it was going to be good or not. Because I'd heard the name Cassian before, passed around in circles in that melodic house scene. But I've never, you know, I didn't really listen to too much. But as soon as I went through Spotify... I picked out this song and it's like, that's it, game over. I, I'm going to have a ball. And he's great to see right live too. So you'll make sure that you catch him next time that you can. Absolutely. Absolutely agreed. All right. 
So we got a track at the top, we got Alex on repeat out of the way, and we got four new tracks to put on everybody's radar. Alec, we got some business to take care of first. What is it? Yes, we do. Well, I'm handing it right back to you. Can you please introduce everybody how we do this section? Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels one through five. Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. Excellent. Thank you for doing that, sir. Yeah, Let, of course. What, who should we start things off with? You know, because uh, yeah. we've got an array of folks here, four different... You know, we got some we got some interesting tastes. ones. Um I, I know how it's currently sort of listed on our show mm-hmm. notes, but I actually kinda wanna start with a different track. Okay, so yeah, let's go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off with BLR. And you know, for the folks out oh. there, everyone's like, who's BLR? I've never heard BLR before, right? But I promise you, if you're a house music fan, you're gonna know exactly which track we're about to play. BLR <laughs> with their track Lipstick featuring Robbie Rise. Take a listen. All the girls want backstage passes, lipstick and shaking asses. All the girls want backstage passes, lipstick and shaking asses. All the girls want backstage passes, lipstick and shaking asses. All the girls want backstage passes, lipstick and shaking asses. All the girls want backstage passes, lipstick and shaking asses. Yeah, man, this is something that people have been waiting for for a long time. If you're in the know, you're in the know. Uh, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Which just goes through a lot of things in life, right? Because if you don't know, you don't know, right? But now Very you true. know. Since you were listening to this podcast, now you know. Exactly. For me, man, this is an incredibly catchy track. And there's just, I love the effects that they put on the vocals and just the, you know, the, the little bit of that reverb in there, just creating a bigger sound, more echoey, punchy mm. sounds. I think that was a really nice job. Like it just makes it feel a little bit grittier than if it's just that typical kind of like where they're not putting that effect on. You know, I'm not a producer clearly here, yeah. but I can see kind of like what's going on there in the philosophy with it. And, I, and I'm all for it. Like it gives a little bit more of that warehouse type of feel when you listen to it. You know what I mean? A little bit more big open space type of uh, sounds. So I, I really appreciated that part. So I, I think this is this is something that is very so catchy. It, it's going to run into a little bit of problems in terms of how often it gets played. Right. Oh, I probably stole some of what you were going to say there. No, but, no, keep going, uh, keep going. You're you know, good. I'm just, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about that because it is so catchy. It's kind of like another deep end situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's also just the 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 vocals to it and the lyrics. Right. People who love John Summer and they're going to love just singing this one, belting out as loud as they can. So, uh, with that in mind, it's like this is more of a cautionary uh, level three out of five. Okay. It's like turn it up, but don't play it too often, please. 
Okay. Yes. Let's just, uh, dude. That, that's really I, my takeaway point. I gotta you? say, you you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I love how you talked about the philosophy of this track because I'm right there with you. The top line, the lyrics, just incredibly, incredibly catchy. And this is gonna get some serious play from DJs and social media users and folks just driving in the car everywhere. Like this track is gonna get some serious, serious play. Uh, but I also am very concerned about how often are we going to be hearing this song, especially in house sets, you know, especially at festivals. <laughs> right. I right. don't know. That's yet to be seen. But for now, level three out of five, turn it up right there with you. Great reasoning. All right. Here we go. Keeping the energy moving forward. We got Martin Garrix and Jake for their track Hero. Take a listen. Man, I, I'm I'm glad that we went here next because I'm I'm just fascinated to hear your thoughts because I put this on yeah. the show notes just kind of as like it's a it's kind of out of left field, isn't it? it it's not entirely it expected yeah. of a Martin Garrix track, you know. And I I like you. I've, I I don't think you know we've never talked about Jake on the show. I've never heard of Jake before, but you know, quite a big following there and just a wonderful, wonderful voice. So I thought that this you know pop indie type of collaboration. With, that has a little bit of that flair of electronica that Martin Garrix puts in there. I thought it actually worked really well together. Mm-hmm. I, I was a mm-hmm. I was a pretty big fan of this. So it's not you know necessarily like my cup of tea and my go to, but I really appreciate kind of again talk about philosophy like that musical philosophy behind this. And th- there's an audience out there for it that are just gonna love this. You know yes. what I mean? So it's very much geared and targeted. I would imagine more probably to Jake's audience than Martin Garrix's. But I think there's some crossover there because. Even for me, kind of come from that electronic music perspective, I, I can I can appreciate it. So I've actually given this a level three out of five as well. Just turn it up. Dude, I'm right there with you with a level three out of five. Turn it up. I was not sure what to expect with this song. I never heard of Jake before. Spelled J-V-K-E, you know? If you, yes. If you, you, you flip you, the V you know. upside down, it looks like an A. You got Jake Dude, out of it, right? You're, you're, you're in the music industry, right? You, you, can't, you can't have an A. In your, Vowels you know. cannot be used in their regular form. It's just not allowed anymore. Okay, it's 2022. We need we need like a full set of like branding guidelines for new artists who are entering the space uh, because I'd love to see that. Right, like you're not allowed to use vowels. It's not. It's just not allowed. No. Um, but Jake has a really incredible voice. I was very very impressed, uh, and I think there's gonna be people who can really appreciate what Martin Garrix brings here with like this sort of interesting take on future bass it, it still sounds like Martin Garrix but it's a different style that we don't normally hear from yep. him and I'm just overall pretty pretty pumped up on this song level three out of five turn it up it's it's nice. a it's a different direction but it really works here so big shout out to the both of them all right here we go uh another trio it's a trio uh mm-hmm. three dudes you know they do their thing <laughs> up on stage they're having fun they call it bro house they're a couple of bros Making some house music, DJing some house music. And we're talking about Bro Hug with their track, Lullaby. Take a listen. How long is it that it's been a minute, man? It's been, it's a, been minute. a long yeah. ass time. Uh, 
And, and honestly, I'm not going to lie to you all. I, I feel like that's somewhat on purpose, at least on mine, because I have kept up to date a little bit with their tracks. And they just went through a phase of just releasing track after track after track. And I think it was almost a little bit too much. There was like too huh. much of a formula that they were working on. So I, I kind of lost my interest really in in bro hug to be perfectly honest yeah. it's so strange because you know go back to season one season two right a couple of years ago a few years ago back in the good old days <laughs> we were all about bro hug so and that true. was when they were really popping onto the scene and so true. i feel like they just kind of like it became a little bit too formulaic for me because they they cultivated such a signature sound mm -hmm. like you hear a bro hug track you know it's a bro hug track there's not really many other people they've emulated it and it's similar but you could just tell is there something in the drum patterns and just the sound that they put on there that you know and can identify as being bro hug? But this is something that has brought me back a little bit, something that I am a little bit more interested in. And it might be because they're going back to some of the more bass house type of roots, right? So true. This is edgy. It's got a lot of oomph behind it. You know, big room sound again, that warehouse energy. It's just, there's nothing like hearing a track like this played out live in like a place that has massive open wide acoustics so that's what i'm imagining when i hear this so it's a level three out of five just heard up from me and welcome back to the show bro hug let's uh keep it going with these type of productions yeah. what do you think I, I think the track uh is aptly named lullaby great name for this track i don't mean that it's gonna put you to sleep in fact i really think it just <laughs> plays upon that theme and plays upon that motif really yes. really well uh i like that it, it, it sounded soothing but it's also a little bit spooky at the same time which is what you want from bro hug and their take on bro house the the genre that they coined right so really really cool track in the breaks and i i just love how the drop has some serious serious firepower to it so mm -hmm. uh i'm impressed man I, i'm impressed i'm right there with you like i felt like they kind of were doing the same thing over and over again but it's kind of cool to hear something new from bro hug while also knowing that it is still a bro hug signature song so yes level three out of five turned up for me as well let's keep it moving one more release for this week okay and we just talked about death pact who are they first of all right a couple of weeks ago we were talking about death pact and they're everywhere and they're everywhere <laughs> right exactly um but death pact just gave us the second part of their ep i feel like you know midheaven opus 2 is a continuation of that last ep that they just released so alec two tracks off this ep uh one that is called back from the dead another one called falling which one do you want to play for the EDM champions? Oh, this is a hard one because they're both stylistically very different, yep. right? So uh, EDM champions, this, the links to all of this will be in our show notes. You can go to our website, beyondthebeats.co uh, to find it. Just make sure that you listen to both tracks, okay? Because they, they're a pairing, but they, they also kind of, they're very different. So I'm going to go with the lighter of the two, actually, because personally, that was my favorite off of it. And we'll get a little bit more into that after we play it. So without further ado, let's play Fallen. Yeah, I would have to agree with you, man. I would definitely also want to play Falling as well. I just love, I love Death Pact. I really do. I've been wanting <laughs> to catch Death Pact live man. for such a I long time. Me too. 
I have to prioritize. I'm not going to lie. I think I need to prioritize that next year. Yeah. I'm tired of missing all this. Okay. They were everywhere, but they weren't where I was. Yeah, okay? exactly. Exactly. They weren't, the they hell, weren't really everywhere. They were only in four yeah. places at once. Come on. What is going on, man? Like, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Death Pack, right? So we just played Falling, which is more of the commerce song from, from yes. this two track EP. Mm-hmm. But the track Back from the Dead is also such a fire track. I mean, Death Pack is really the only group of uh, you know I, I group they he she don't know because we don't know who death pact is right but death pact is truly the only uh artist group that can make u.s dubstep or rhythm sound really interesting to me and they did that with their track back from the dead is such a fire track i love how the vocal sample really dances with that you know u.s dubstep structure uh and i, I was just really really intrigued by that song but i thought falling is such a great stylistic change the complete opposite of Back from the Dead. And it gave me some Bronson vibes, which is that Odessa yes. and Golden Feature side project. Mm-hmm. But there's there's just enough going on with the synth play to remind you that this is still Death Pact. And I think that's what's so interesting about Death Pact is that every single one of their releases always sounds like them. It's got that signature sound. So with that being said, again, level four out of five, just bought tickets for me. Really a big fan of this. I'll toss it over to you now. Oh, dude, great analysis on it. Cause again, we're, we're very much aligned this episode. Yeah, we're, we're feeling all, all good. All the highlights yeah. because I, I'm just, I'm so impressed with what Death Pact are doing, uh, whoever they may be. It, it's just, it, it's really awesome and ref- it's refreshing. You know, it's a breath of fresh air, sure. I think. That we've, I'm sorry, Bases, but we've really fucking needed it. Okay. Like, it's just, it's just getting so repetitive. You know, the bass scene are just like, it, I, you know what I mean? Uh, and something like this just, they just, it just takes it to the next level. And so my favorite Death Pack tracks in general actually are the ones that interplay between, you know, kind of going harder and that you know, more aggressive sound with the lighter ones like this and kind of switching back and forth between them. And that's what I think is so special because there is nobody else in the scene right now doing what Death Pact are doing. No one. For sure. It is so unique and iconic and it's it's an experience. It is a true audio-visual experience when you go see their music, right? So... Uh, I, I have to make it a priority next year. So I'm actually I'm giving it a level four out of five, just bought tickets because I'm like, I, this is it. I, I need to. I have to go witness this live to see what this is all That's about. Right. And hopefully learn That's who right. they are because I want to know. But I don't want to know. It's nice not knowing, but I want to know. I, I, you know, I need to I need to see them next year as well. Like yeah. I'm, I'm about to be 29 in, uh, in 10 days, actually, from the day of this recording. And so next year is my 30th birthday, right? And everybody knows. <laughs> you <gotta see> him. <laughs> right. Every, everybody knows that once you hit 30, you're not allowed to go to raves anymore. You become that old guy, you know, like, like you look Dude, like that a means cop we're at done. this point. It, be, it means we're just going to be done. That's it. That's, Our careers are over. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, I got all these people that I need to see next year before I am forced to retire out of the dance music scene i'm of course i'm i'm only kidding edm champions you know rage to the grave baby that's what it's all about all right alec uh links to all this music plug it for us once more how do they how do the edm champions get connected to us as well absolutely so go to our website beyondthebeats.co that's where you'll find all the show notes for this episode as well as the prior 156 feels so good Sheesh. That. can't believe it we are getting old man as is the show um but you know on top of that just reach out to us it's been so nice uh taking some time responding back to dms emails that type of stuff uh but definitely dms are preferred so social media here we go instagram is at btb.pod on twitter at pod btb my personal twitter is alec underscore btb and samir's is samir underscore btb word what up what up to everybody uh thanks for interacting with us thanks for saying what's up we'd love to hear from you and 
really hope that the upcoming holiday season is good to you. I think everybody deserves a nice break. You know, hopefully there's like a little bit of lull in everybody's work oh and God. school I think, lives. I think everyone so. had a crazy year this year. I don't know about you, man. I just feel yeah. like people had a crazy year. You know, yeah. it's a lot of it's things going on in the world. A lot of things going on in yeah. the world. You know, but uh, we keep moving forward. That's all we can do. Exactly, man. Keep, you know, everybody keep the faith. You know, things uh, will always get better, in my opinion. You know, like I know there's, some, you know, people concerned about turbulent times here and there, but stick with the music, stick with your with your friends, stick with your family, and you know, we'll we'll all make it through those tough times whenever Indeed. they may strike, right? But let me tell you, let me tell you a, a group of people that are also here for you during your tough times, okay? And you're like, you're like, oh man, you know, it's hard to have a tough time at at a rave or a festival, right? It's such a fun place, but you know, one of the one of the toughest situations that you know people run into at raisin festivals is keeping their group together, right? It's like, how do you do that, right? You know, everybody's you know scatters about, the crowd gets thick, people move around. Oh, I can't find my rave mom and dad. No worries, okay, because your rave mom or your rave dad, or maybe you gifted this product to them. You know, they were smart enough to coordinate getting a festival flag to wave high up in the air. That way you could spot it from anywhere in the crowd. And they went to festflags.com, F-E-S-T-F-L-A-G-S.com. You know, they designed it, they printed it, they shipped it. It was ready for the next event. And they saved 10% by using our code BTBPOD. So head over to festflags.com, use our code BTBPOD, get ready for your next festival or rave. All right, Alec. News and culture. News and culture, but I gotta, this I, is what a topic. I, I got to say something. Yeah. I got to say something real quick. All right. What's going on? You know, I'm a little, I'm a little offended right now. <laughs> Steve Aoki, okay, he is going to be embarking on a, uh, a, a SpaceX mission. That's Elon Musk, uh, space exploration, space related, you know, industry company. Um, and they're sending up, SpaceX is sending up a uh, passenger rocket ship uh, to take 10 people up to the moon, okay? And Steve Aoki is one of them. And I'm a little bit upset and offended that us two, as EDM <laughs> we podcast, were, we, we were that we invited. weren't invited, okay? That we weren't <laughs> we invited. Applied. We could have applied. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I, I didn't he, even know there was applications. Dude, he t- he tweeted about it. He was like, who wants to come to the moon? Who wants to fly around the moon with me? And tweeted the application link. So they reviewed over a million applications. Apparently, that's what they said. I don't think that's really the case. But, you know, and I'm sure a million people applied. You know, yeah. like, literally, you could actually click on a link and fill it out and apply. Like, he wasn't even kidding about that. Dude, craziness, though. Like, I wish we had known about this. And, and like, I wish we could have put our application you know, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in that list, but maybe we'll do a next podcast, time. But... The first lunar orbital podcast, right? It would be uh, there. You go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but Alec, I mean, let's let's talk about this, man. This is kind of interesting. Uh, why don't you why don't you give us a lowdown? What's going on here yes. at SpaceX? Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of a, a joint project. Um, so it's not technically a SpaceX mission, but it kind of is. It's a joint project between SpaceX and a Japanese billionaire by the name of, uh, you know, forgive me for my pronunciation here, but Yuzaka Mazawa. No, Mazawa, I think is how you say his last name. That sounded kind of nice. I, yeah. I, I don't know. We're trying. Maizawa, I think is how you're supposed to say it. Yuzaka Maizawa. There we go. Uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Sorry, sir, if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, but he's a Japanese billionaire, which, which get this. Uh, got his start creating like the he was selling CDs out of his garage and stuff like that. So he was oh, a cool. he's had passion for the arts, kind of then created a you know multi billion dollar uh, retailer company. So he you know he's kind of more in that traditional retail um, areas, but started off has always had an interest in 
in the arts, in the music. And so that's why he has put together a crew, which go operate under the name uh, Dear Moon. That's kind of the name of the mission. It's a crew of eight people, including Mr. Aoki. But more importantly, and I have to say, I, I you know, when I saw the headline, Steve Aoki flying around the moon, not going to lie, I kind of was like, oh, it's just another one of those kind of publicity stunt type of things. And, <laughs> you know, I got a little bit cynical about it until I actually looked at the other crew mem- members. And and I, and unfortunately, I think, you know, Steve Aoki is such a, a big name. He kind of steals the thunder a little bit from everyone else. Yes. But yeah. you look at the other crew members and these are all incredibly interesting people. So champions, I highly encourage you to go to their website uh, and check out the full crew. They have like two minute videos on each one of them. Uh, but these are people that are, you know, photographers, nature filmmakers, dance choreographers, people of all different backgrounds and from across the world. Uh, it's a very diverse, you know, crew and it's just, but it's all centered around the arts. So uh, Mr. Uh, Maizawara has said that his motivation for this is to really just see the type of art that could come from embarking on this experience with them. So he's yeah. covering, he's footing the bill for, you know, all of these people, including the two backup members uh, in case they are needed. So there's training. I mean, it's a, it's a full thing. Like this is a real deal type of thing. So yes, this is good for SpaceX in terms of publicizing that eventually they want to make a, you know, a civilian tourist, you know, space tourism economy. Uh, but I think what's really neat here, which is, unfortunately a little bit more underreported is the the type of art and the you know that's going to come out of this hopefully so i think that's the biggest difference between all the other headline grabbers that you've seen of like you know with blue origin embarking on their thing and you know even with with musk and a few other famous people as well like this has a little bit more of a uh, a cultural kind of implication, I think, which is going to be very fascinating. That's why I'm very fascinated by this trip because it's not just a, like you said, it's not just a PR move. It's not just a PR stunt. Like, oh, we're taking like, you know, the biggest people from all these different industries and all these different sectors of the world up to the moon, get some photographs done and then come back down. You know what I mean? It's such an interesting combination of people where I'm really excited to see like what this inspires them to do. Uh, what are they going to create out of this? Mm-hmm. How are they, you know, how is this going to be documented? Like, it's a six-day excursion up to the moon, round trip. It's a six-day mission. So I'm very curious to see, like, how are they going to be spending their time in these six days? You know, like, what's going to come of this? There's not too much more information on that, so I'm not entirely sure. But uh, I, I think, yeah, I think just a large portion of it is going to be, you know, this, this isn't a, a risk-free type of thing, right? So you, you do have to bear in mind yeah. that there are things that you have to do. I'm sure there's other crew members as well, but you know they're probably going to know what it's going to feel like to to fly up to space and to have to embark mm-hmm. on that crazy mission. But I would just imagine the it, it's really there for them to to document and to inspire them and to yeah. reflect and, and and that's the type of sentiment that people who go to space always come seem to come back with is that it really is perspective shifting. You know what I mean when you see yep. everything yep. down below you. So I I mean it, it's it's not just exiting the atmosphere and being there like you are orbiting around the moon you know it's a full one full lunar orbit and then coming back down to uh, so it's it's pretty pretty insane to really think about the the feat of doing this and i can only um, it's just you know we've sent astronauts up before and people have come back and they've created art in the best way but it's just a very interesting concept to take an artist and kind of turn them into that spacefaring type of person and see if they're able to better communicate that you know, intangible experience that they have upon returning. 
Do you know how like astronauts have to like go through rigorous training in order to get their bodies and themselves ready to go up to space? Yes. I wonder if uh, the folks, the civilians who are going to be on this trip also have to go through a very similar sort of like regimented structure of like all these different sort of minimal physical, you know, emotional, perhaps mental thresholds that they have to meet in order to be eligible to go up to space, you know, because I can imagine that a six day excursion like this going up to space, experiencing zero gravity can be quite taxing on the body. So I'm wondering if they also have to go through something similar. Yeah. So from my understanding, there is a training period. So they will have mm. to undergo some type of training um, and they do have quite, you know, they have a lot of, you know, preparation periods for them for the year of 2023 i'm sure steve aoki though is in tip-top shape okay i <laughs> yeah. i, I let, let me just quickly say like the the amount that this guy tours you know the amount that he does like he is he's a very interesting figure i think from an artist perspective but also from like a music business perspective as well so i just want to say that also have you seen the videos of this guy throwing cake with such impeccable aim <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's he's probably like low key jacked. Yeah, I I'm sure he is, and someone who's used to being on the road and all that, and uh, you know, I know he trains. I've seen videos with he's like training and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so exactly. I think he's I think he's in good shape, and uh, a lot of these other people too. If you look at kind of the, their backgrounds and, and stuff, like they all seem pretty well in shape. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that they do and focus on, minus I think Steve Aoki, and there's a K-pop star as well, uh, Choi Sung. Huin, I guess. Huin, how you say his name? I'm sorry, butchering these. Minus them, they're like they're all very kind of like nature and adventure, um, you know, adventurers and that type of stuff. So they're going to be in good shape and used to having to deal with environments that aren't, you know, the most comfortable. I would love to see. I think this would be really neat. I would love to see Steve Aoki maybe do like a half an hour DJ set filmed from (laughs) like from the rocket ship. You know what I mean? Like and and sort of also. editing in footage of like what's it like to be in orbit like the view from you know the view from above earth and like a view of the moon like i think that'd be such a fascinating project and maybe we'll get that maybe we'll get that who knows all these other people have like this there's quite a clear purpose with going up there in terms of what they would provide so <laughs> yeah they're, they're gonna do something music wise uh as well because there's only two other real musicians on Perfect. on this on the spaceship so there's going to be something that that happens from that maybe they'll make a song and they'll be making a music video and yeah all of that stuff um so i'm just it's just it still just blows my mind like this is a big deal like i hope they know what they signed themselves up for. yeah yeah i mean going to space and orbiting around the moon like i know that as these uh starships and stuff get more and more evolved you know you just gotta remember people the, the, it isn't star trek or Star Wars, right? Like you just hop up and there's just like you don't feel anything. There's no yeah. pre- like one little thing goes wrong and you're gone. Like you yeah, are yeah. gone. It's risky. It's risky and it's not comfortable. You know what I mean? Like it is not a comfortable experience. It- it's getting better apparently, but it's still not there. We're not there in the movies yet. It's not like Alec. That. Alec knows firsthand. He's been up to space yes, himself before. Absolutely. Yeah, he knows firsthand. <laughs> but I, you know, I was thinking about that to myself too. It's like it's a six day excursion, right? So. I can't imagine that the ship itself is is all that big, if at all. And like, I'm wondering. Oh no, you know, it's big. It's massive. Have you seen the images of it? Oh, it's humongous. I, I've seen the images, but like, how much move? How much movability space is there for them to like? Oh, when you know, you're stretch in, out their legs when you're like, inside it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna be that much. Um, yeah, exactly. Maybe one day we'll get there, but we're not there for now. So this is a serious ordeal um, that is going to require a lot of preparation. And uh, yeah, Alec. 
You got a question for me. I do. All right. It's, I do. It's been a while since you've asked me a question. So I know. Because we, we've had so many great questions from the community. So thank you. Please, you know, we keep uh, we keep track of them. So just send them on in. Uh, send them in. Please do. Reach out to us on our socials. Um, but my question for you, okay, it's you might cause a little controversy with your answer. So you just need to be a little bit careful. Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, this What's might be slightly alienating, but also uniting at the same time. I'm going to give you oh both boy. an alienating option as well as a uniting option. Uh, we're getting to the end of 2022, right? Yeah. And, I, and I like to take this time to start reflecting on uh, my year, the state of things, you know, multiple different industries, and just it's a good time for reflection. So I'm going to ask you to do a little bit the same. In your opinion this year, who has been kind of like the biggest, for lack of a better term, winner? Someone that's really exploded onto the scene and took huge advantage of this year. And then who's someone, conversely, that you don't think did and kind of fell out of style a little bit this year and take a minute to think about it it's a tough one you're like who am i gonna piss off versus who am i gonna make happy yeah i i <laughs> kind of already have somebody in mind for like who has really taken advantage of this year and i think you already know where i'm gonna go with that one and by the way uh, if you don't remember with these questions samir has no idea had had no idea rather that i was gonna ask him this question so this is completely on air unedited type of reaction yeah that's how i'm, that's how I'm thinking about this quite it's I'm hard. Like, yeah. I know. I'm yeah, asking you to kind of digest a lot. I think I've got both. I think I've got both. All right. Um, wow. The, okay. So when it comes to the artists who I think really just like capitalized on their growing popularity and really, really capitalized on ter in terms of just like pushing themselves and pushing their, their artistry to the next level, there's two people that come to mind immediately. One of which is uh, John Summit. I think mm -hmm. that's kind of an obvious one. I think that he ha first of all, he is, he's been playing so much everywhere nonstop. And I think he really focused on touring and releasing some like top tier tracks that are that really just sort of pushed his artistry and pushed his image, quote unquote, to the next level. Okay. Uh, I think his social media game in terms of just like interacting with people is just really, really like he's he's built a community around him. He's built a whole culture around him, which I also think is important to recognize. And Overall, I think when we compare John Summit to this year versus where he was last year, he has just seen tremendous growth. So Huge amounts, really, yeah. really stoked on everything that he's been doing this year. Somebody else I also just want to give a massive shout out to, More Kismet, mm. uh, just turned 18. And, you know, like they are really just at the start of something incredible here. They've just been working so hard, their album, their touring. Uh, really just being a an advocate for the LGBTQ community, just really, really uh, somebody that a lot of people can look up to. I mean, they so I are only 18, right? They just turned 18, like, like if I recall correctly, like a couple of weeks ago, if not like a month or something. I can't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Isn't that, that crazy? That's absurd. Absolutely insane. And I remember meeting more Kismet when they were- The DJ competition, right? It yeah. Was, that that the, was a goal a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember meeting them when they were like 14 or 15, and I was just so impressed by their performance at that competition in Brooklyn. It was A-Tracks competition, and just the energy was so infectious. So I'm really, really excited for more Kismet. I think I feel a personal connection to them just because I met them when they were 14, 15, and just to see how far they've come is truly, truly inspiring. So that's why I'm just really, really stoked on more. Wow. So Good pick. that's how I'm feeling about uh, in terms of like who's really been a winner uh, for this year. Somebody who I think has lost a lot of ground, like a lot of ground. Uh, and I don't know if it's just 2022. I think it started in 2021. But I feel like Marshmallow has just lost a lot of ground. Interesting. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think actually is that for just the lack of not putting anything out there do you think or like I, yeah that's a good point like what happened i feel like we I haven't don't know. seen as much marshmallow stuff like yeah. exactly I, I don't know what happened to be honest uh i'm not seeing them on all that many lineups i just have not really been seeing oh, a lot really, of buzz around well, uh, releasing music that's the thing Still. But the thing is, like, we're not we're not hearing any buzz about the their releases at no. all, right? Like, pretty much, I don't think we've talked about Marshmallow at all this year. Which no, I'm, is, I'm looking through discography now, and it's like I had no idea there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not eight songs this year. I don't know what is going on with Marshmallow. Why they are missing the the boat so hard on on you know this year? And I think it also started last year as well. But I would I would argue that at least last year I probably saw saw Marshmallow on more um on more festival lineups or just like lineups in general. This year I feel like I haven't seen Marshmallow like any lineup. You know what no, I mean? No, it's it's interesting what the switch in focus might have been because because you know they Marshmallow was doing so much with you know the kind of like the e gaming space right mm-hmm. and like the whole yeah. the whole metaverse type of thing like it, back in 2020 2021 like making headlines for fortnite and you know there was a skin in fortnite a marshmallow skin right yeah. and it's just it's just interesting right. now that you know we, we're just not seeing as much in the news so maybe i wonder if that's because he was doing so much for the last couple of years that in comparison it seems not or if he's taking a little bit of a, of a break you know or more maybe or people getting tired of it i don't know yeah, I think that's part of it, but maybe he's just also capitalizing on his on his brand, you know what I mean, on his image. Because I remember this is this is kind of like an offshoot here, but like I remember like when I walked into like I can't remember what the name of the Halloween stores are, but like the Halloween store that like everybody Spirit. goes to. Spirit, thank you. I remember when I walked into Spirit this year, there was a whole section, like a whole rack of marshmallow gear of oh, like, wow. you know, the helmet and the suit and like different you know, levels of quality for the helmet as well. So I feel like, you know, Marshmallow is more so just cap you know, capitalizing on like the brand or like the imagery of the project rather than like really trying to push it to the next level. So, you know, I'm <laughs> sure Marshmallow is going to hear this and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. About? I'm sure Marshmallow is honestly like set up for life. I'm sure like they just made a fuck ton of money since like 2017. So no question on that, but I think that they've fallen off pretty hard. Yeah. So well, maybe you'll bring it back next year, be more in the public eye because he is on the ultra Miami lineup. So he's just was announced oh, very, in phase two. So very there you go. Okay, I'm I'm excited to see what Marshmallow does with their career because I think it'd be a real shame if Marshmallow just sort of like yeah. decided to disappear. But real quick, I'll, I'll kind of like chime in for Miami real yeah, quick yeah. too. So Give it to me. someone who I was gonna say that kind of fell off a little bit, it seems to me, and this has been coming i think because they just exploded and got so big is fisher yeah actually right like how interesting fisher i feel like fell off a little bit not as like completely off the deep end but you know i feel like john summit's kind of stolen his mantle a little bit in the tech house scene right i mean is am i right or am i wrong but fisher just isn't the biggest personality in music anymore listen this town is only big enough for one tech house DJ, okay? <laughs> it looks like it looks like John Summit won that shootout, dude. I but do you would you agree with that? Isn't that an interesting thing? But I've noticed I'm like, where is the hype around Fisher? I'm just not seeing it as much, you know? I never thought of it from that perspective, but I I, I think you're onto something here. I really do. <laughs> oh my god. We've only got one more section left, but you know, Samir, since we've been through so much in this episode, real quick, how could people get in touch with us again? Yeah, speaking of social media, say what up to us on Instagram at btb.pod and our Twitter is at podbtb. My personal Twitter is at Samir underscore btb and Alex is at 
Alec underscore BTB. Hit us up. Say what up. We'd love to hear from you. It's time for the artists that we're watching. Two underground artists that are doing some crazy things. Love what, you know, the sounds that we're hearing from the underground. Um, Alec, why don't you kick us off, man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to me straight. A little melo- kind of melodic and uh, kind of keep it on the, uh, the the train of thought that we left off with uh, my on repeat by Cassian into this really melodic era. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. Uh, after hearing this artist, and I've, ha- I've had them on my radar for a while, but when I revisited their music, and when I say revisited, I mean just like listen to all their songs from start to finish. I just mm-hmm. grew a deeper appreciation. It's something where going back for multiple listens, kind of going back to it, I appreciate even more because, you know, th- this man's music is is a journey. You know, yeah. it is a slow burn novel. It is just, it's very, it's, it's cinematic in terms of how melodic it is. And it's just so refreshing to come across somebody who you could just tell is a true musician it's just his tracks and his productions in terms of the progression the tension building the subtlety it's it's exquisite and it's not going to be everyone's first you know taste because it's not got you know you you have to be patient and i think people aren't really used to that as much with music anymore you know when we kind of like listen to a song we'll skip ahead and we'll try find the drop and we'll, we'll so try true. find the chorus whereas with his music that the true power is actually in the sum of all the different phrases of the songs like you have to listen to it as a journey so we're only gonna play a snippet for you here but i think you'll get a good kind of sense of uh this just melod- this melodic techno just taken to the extreme uh so this is an artist by the name of santi v and this is his remix of a track by nto called loving you like always Not much more to add here, except, um, you know, like like we kind of talked about with Cassian's remix at the top, the progression of these songs is just so, so important because I hate when I'm listening to something that's a little bit more melodic bass, how jarring it can be moving from phrase to phrase in these tracks. And I think that what you just said about Sante V, like, you know, how you really need to listen from the start to the end. Unfortunately, like here on the podcast, we can only play a snippet of the track. So you sometimes lose that effect. But again, that's why we link all these songs in the show notes. But I think what's so great about Sante V is like this is uh, a belief that they subscribe to about really making sure that everything flows seamlessly to create that cohesive journey. And I think that's especially hard to do when you're doing a remix. Mm. And I really, really like the way that NTO's original vocals uh, from this track, Loving You Like Always, were, were just so prominent, but there was such a wonderful flair of melodic techno progression from Sante V. And I think that's 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 something like a true master at their craft is doing. 
So dude, it's it's really really great track, man. It, it's uh, it, it's so hard. Like, I please, champions, go listen to the full track. Had high quality. Alec headphones. is begging I'm you, begging you, go check this out because it's just it's just such a a, a breath of fresh air. Like, this is somebody who is puts on just incredible live shows. He's actually going to be playing at Dreamscape um and i could just oh, i could shit, just that's cool i could just imagine uh and i also it's interesting because we we're talking about um you know how we're, we're going to go to edc mexico and stuff right like he's he's a mexican yeah. uh producer he's based in new york city right now but he's you know i i I, I've, cool. I have i've heard kind of rumblings that this type of music goes down very well in mexico so i think this is something for 2023 i want to explore a little bit more because the quality like this i mean this is uh, that's something special right there. We're going to have some special sets and special times, but kicking it back over to you, my man. Thank you for letting me ramble and beg the champions to check out mine. And I'm not going to lie. I think they should do the exact same thing with your pick as well. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Um, I'm really, really excited about my artists that I'm watching this week. Uh, Nicolas Tabauda. I really think that he, first of all, has just been producing for quite some time. He's got a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different range in the techno scene. But this track right here is one of those songs that leaves a lasting impression on you, whether you are a true, like, true, like tried and true techno fan or somebody who's just dabbling into the sound. And when I heard this song live at um, at Time Warp, Adam Bear dropped this. I was oh. like, holy shit. Like, I need this <laughs> song. Like, I need it in my record box. I need to be playing this constantly because it is such a banger. So EDM champions, without further ado, Nicholas Tabata with his track Circles. Take a listen. Yes, I love him. I'm just loving that you're putting some techno back onto the show yeah, from maybe. your end. You know, I'm just so, again, I'm just so upset I didn't get a time more. That would have been amazing, uh, especially since this year I've dabbled a lot more into techno. Um, and so I, I think mm-hmm. this just, this, this is for me personally just perfect timing. You know, like this is exactly the type of techno that I'm looking for. It, it's got everything that, you know, it just, techno that creates just you just can imagine yourself being in the warehouse and just imagining how filling yeah, yeah. it is and just impactful yeah, it is exactly. and the different layering you know of different elements it's just it's wonderfully done and th- this is, i think this is a very good entry point to quote unquote real tech though and i thought the name was familiar because i actually have saved uh it's track that he was on with multiple other people polaris that's where I, i'd heard seen this nice. name before okay, so that's cool. also a really dope track but i've never heard circles before so um i'm glad that you did that. it just came out like two weeks oh, ago well there you go that's yeah. why there you go perfect thank you no i i love i love techno like this i, I love the vocal sample in there i love the build up like it's just like everything just goes together so perfectly here so big what up to nicholas tabata big what up to sante v as well and big what up to the edm champions all over the world thanks for tapping in with us 
We got one more episode left for for this season. Episode 158 of Beyond the Beats will be in your favorite podcasting platform next week. And if you're enjoying the show, drop down, give us five stars, your favorite podcasting platform. That goes a very, very long way. But uh, Alec, we'll see everybody next week, right? Yes, we will.